1: So um, this morning in The Athletic, and uh, Ben will be with us tomorrow, uh, he wrote a story about Josh Harris getting an early look at potential general manager candidates at league meetings this week in Dallas. There is a program that takes place, uh, and this is the fourth year, that they've had a front office and general manager accelerator program as part of the in-season league meetings, which were held this week in Dallas. Um, Per the league, this is a meet and greet designed for a selected and diverse group of candidates to receive an opportunity to build relationships with team owners and executives ahead of the hiring cycle. Um, obviously Washington will be in the hiring cycle. So there's this from Ben later on in his story. Multiple candidates viewed as options for teams were expected to participate in the accelerated program. The commander's leadership held court with those in attendance, and Harris's charm made a strong impression according to league sources attending meetings. Um, some of the names of the people that were there. Chicago Bears assistant GM Ian Cunningham, uh, who's been a name mentioned as an up-and-comer and and a potential GM this upcoming season. Uh, He's probably, you know, one of the highest profile names um, heading into this uh, hiring season. He's a Virginia native, grew up in northern Virginia. Uh, I don't know if he's excited about the Wizards and the Caps move or not, but he turned down an offer last year to become the Cardinals GM Uh, previously before going to Chicago, he had worked with the Eagles and Ravens organizations. Uh, so, uh, Josh Harris and his group making, um, an impression during the meetings in Dallas this week. And of course that's going to be, you know, I would imagine we are a month away, you know, we're a month away Monday from probably the news that many people you know, at in in Ashburn, coaching staff in particular are going to be losing their jobs, and then a couple of days after that, probably in the, you know getting close to the naming of some sort of football czar, whether that's a team president. Who then hires a GM? Who hire in the two of them along with the owner hire the coach, or if that's just the general manager who reports directly to the owner or to you know somebody else in the organization? We shall see. Um, by the way, Bill Barnwell, uh, ESPN's longtime writer, and um, he does write. Uh, very long, uh, lengthy stories. He did something he hasn't done for about two months, which is he ranked the NFL head coaching openings projected for 2024 from worst to best available. And the 10 openings, and that's a lot for an offseason, but there are potentially 10 openings that we know of. Atlanta, Carolina, Chicago still is a good bet, Chargers, Raiders, Patriots, Saints, Jets, he puts in here, which is interesting to me, Tampa, and Washington. And then he ranks them. He says, Carolinas is the worst. Um, And I I don't even need to read through uh, what he's got there. But obviously the loss of all their draft choices, Bryce Young not looking the part so far, and David Tepper as an owner would probably head the list. He's got the Raiders as the next Uh, of the 10 um, in terms of least desirable. Then the Saints come in at 8. And then very surprising to me, he's got Washington as the 7th best potential opening out of 10 possible openings. And here's what Barnwell writes. He writes, The pros, the halo effect from new ownership, low expectations, and draft capital. The cons... Subpar facilities, lack of star talent at key positions, need to rebuild culture. And then he writes, What has happened in Washington isn't really Ron Rivera's fault, but somebody else is probably going to be the one attempting to solve the issue that has vexed everyone short of Joe Gibbs for 30 years. How do the Commanders build a consistent winner? They haven't won a playoff game since 2005 or advanced out of the divisional rounds since Gibbs won his last Super Bowl in 1992. Um. Actually, yeah, the, the, it was the 91 season. One big difference is the next head coach won't be beginning his tenure under team owner Daniel Snyder. With Josh Harris headlining the group of investors that purchased the team last summer, the natural comparison here is to another team Harris took over, the Philadelphia 76ers. Harris famously hired Sam Hinkie and embarked on what has become known as the process to the studs to, a to the studs rebuild that eventually yielded Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons albeit after Hinkie resigned from the team in 2016 Barnwell writes, there's no guarantee the commanders will tank or embark on a similar sort of meandering rebuild, but at the very least, Harris was willing to sign off on an extensive rebuild that was going to take multiple seasons. They have a few talented players, but they're not one quarterback or one draft away from competing for a Super Bowl. Any coach or general manager who comes here is going to be both pitching and operating on a long-term timeline for success. Then he gets into, you know, the commanders aren't as bereft of talent as other teams in this story. Um, but the bottom line is the, the reason the job's so attract, attractive is cutting ties with, um, is that Snyder isn't there anymore. I, I don't know. I, the, the next job is the Tampa job followed by the new England job. Um, it, it, which is five. The Jets' job is the fourth best. If it were to come available, that's surprising to me that he thinks that Robert Sala, you know, may not be back. Um, When, you know, they lost Aaron Rodgers in the opener. The Atlanta job is the third best available, according to Barnwell, followed by, or in front of that, the Chargers at two. And I think everybody believes the Bears' opportunity is a great opportunity because of the draft capital, including more likely than not the number one overall pick. Plus, you've got a quarterback right now who could bring back a lot of value. And you've got a young roster. You know, with some talent on that roster as well. Um, I buy Chicago. I don't buy any of the any of these other teams. Maybe the Chargers because the Chargers have Herbert and they've got incredible facilities um, out at SoFi in Inglewood. Uh, But after that, I mean, would the Atlanta job be much better? They have a good young team. They've got some young talent on that team, actually. Um, The Jets job, I don't think it'll be available. Uh, New England, you're, you know, you're not saddled with Mac Jones, but you, you you obviously, I guess maybe the Patriots job becomes more attractive because they may get, you know, either Caleb Williams or Drake May if they end up with the number two pick. I don't know. I think the Washington job's more attractive than the seventh most out of 10 potential teams. I do. Do you Denton or not? Yeah, I think it's I think it's less attractive than Chicago, less attractive than the Chargers, but outside of that I I would say they're they're right up there. Yeah, I think that's true. Um Yeah, I'm looking through some of these others. It's yeah, it's uh like there's no way the Raiders is more attractive I- I wonder just if part of it is if the national media in part just can't get over what their feelings about Washington have been forever now. And they've been completely justified to feel that way and the results continue to back up the way they feel. But it does feel I think to many of us even though this season's gone very poorly like the like a new beginning. And that new beginning, I think, happens when the season's over. Um, I also just wanted to read real quickly um, from Jeremy Fowler and Dan Graziano's uh, weekly story where they you know, talk about the latest buzz and things they're hearing in coaching hot seats, and they weigh in on Ron Rivera. What's the latest on Ron Rivera and the Commanders, perhaps the league's hottest coaching seat? Well, Jeremy Fowler, who wrote that story, by the way, with John Keim last week, uh, a story that really, for for all intents and purposes, was an Eric B. enemy story as much as it was anything else. But Fowler wrote, This one is a relatively easy call. The expectation here is Rivera will be out after four seasons and front office changes could be on the way too. I'm told Rivera is at peace with his Washington tenure and that people in the building are openly bracing for major changes. Owner Josh Harris has developed a good working relationship with Rivera since taking over the franchise, but for four, but four consecutive losing seasons is next to impossible for a coach to survive. Even one with Rivera's stature, Harris will most likely be looking for a sustainable partnership built on quality, Leadership and his track record as owner of the 76ers and Devils suggests he'll value a blend of analytics and on field acumen in a coach general manager pairing. So that's from Fowler. From Graziano, he writes, yeah, my understanding is Rivera will get to coach out the season, but then changes are likely with him and GM Martin Mayhew, both in danger of being replaced by new ownership. What I'm curious about here is whether whether or not offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy can get a serious look, be it in Washington or with one of these other potential openings. Um, and then they go back and forth on Bieniemy, and Fowler says... I do expect Biannimi to get interviews once again. He's shown he can help a young quarterback develop and design an offense independent of Coach Andy Reid. Um, yeah, uh, he also, Fowler says, he'll be a player um, in the major coaching, you know, shake-up carousel. Whether he's a major, yeah, he'll be a player, whether it's a major factor at this point remains in question, he writes. Do they either, so, Do they care about Martin or uh, Herney, or do they not? Uh, know? The, are you why are you picking up on that Herney's name wasn't yeah, mentioned with Mayhew? You know,
0: his name wasn't mentioned, and just falling yeah. on some of the stuff you had said earlier this yeah, week about him I, being. I, a I think
1: board. that I, I think that Herney isn't the GM. He doesn't have the GM title, so they're looking at coach and GM primarily. By the way, let me just say this, and I said it on my podcast yesterday, but I didn't say it on the radio show. So on Monday, I I made some comments about something I had learned over the weekend about Marty Herney. It wasn't like breaking news by any stretch. And I think a lot of other people, including John Keim, who was on my podcast, have heard similar things. But um, all I said was that Marty Herney's become a trusted voice in the organization for owner Josh Harris. I was specific to mention that it didn't mean that Marty Herney was going to remain or was going to be named the general manager or the head of football operations or the team president. Some of you took what I said because I had some of you send it to me on Twitter. Did you actually report this? No, I I did not report that Marty Herney is going to be the next general manager or team president. I did not. What I said, and I continue to to believe is 100% true, is that, Herney's a voice in the organization that Josh Harris leans on when it comes to football matters. Uh, The bottom line is, is Marty Herney's probably the most experienced football person in the organization. He's been around as a front office exec all the way back to 1990. You know, he was Bobby Bethard and Charlie Casserly's guy. He was in the media. He got hired by them and has had a long career in the NFL. Not only... Has Marty Herney been around in the NFL as a front office executive for for a long period of time. He's also from here and knows here. And so um, you know and and you know, whether or not he'd be a good GM here or not, I have no idea. I would probably lean in the direction of probably not necessarily. I mean, it's not that he had the best of track records as a personnel guy in Carolina. And he's also 67 or 68 years old. I don't think he's in the mix to be a GM or to be a team president or anything like that. I'm just telling you what I was told by two different people over the weekend, and that is that Herney is one of those guys that Josh turns to to talk football with. And, you know, not just current, but looking forward. Like, you know, what are we going to do here? Who am I going to interview? Herney knows the league. He knows the people. He knows who the next guys potentially are. He also knows who the guys who are out there and and what their strengths and weaknesses are as well. So just wanted to clear that up for those that tweeted out that Sheehan reported that Marty Herney was going to be the new GM next year. I did not say that. Nothing closely resembling that. Um all right. A uh, few things uh, to finish up with, including NFL power rankings. When we come back, Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team Nine Eighty, and the Team Nine Eighty dot com.